Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's of kid treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans with me, Cheryl Burke, and iHeartRadio Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans. Get your fists ready to pump because today we've got a treat for you. This keto guido from the Jersey Shore was on season 31 of Dancing with the Stars. And when he's not eating his way around America with his mother, he can be heard on the airwaves with his podcast, Something Went Wrong with Vinny. It's a good one. Please welcome to the show my friend, Vinny Guadagnino. Welcome to Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans, Vinny. Hey. <laughs> hey, how are you? I'm good. Long time no talk. This is a real catch up. We just started rolling this second. Isn't it sucks that we have to catch up only if we're doing a podcast? <laughs> well, no, um, I'm, I'm the opposite, but I am down for it. You know, whatever, <laughs> whatever works. You know, this won't be like our real conversations that we right, have. Right, 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 right. Okay, so this is heavily. Have you heard Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans before? I've seen a lot of clips. Okay, that's good. That's good. So, how, first of all, tell me about like you as a little boy, really quick. Well, little Vinny um, went to Catholic school. Oh. um, From kindergarten through eighth grade. Got it. Little uniform, very shy, very quiet. not really popular. I had like one popular year in the seventh grade and then I hit puberty and it all went downhill from there. <laughs> and then I and then I came back around at like uh, 20, 21 years old. Okay. But yeah, you know, family, mama's boy, living in Staten Island, simple life. Do you have siblings? I have two sisters and I'm in the middle. Got it. Okay, so lots of women around you. Lots of women. I have a niece and a nephew now. I'm in love with them. It's It's great. Does that make you want to have babies? Um, well, that doesn't make me want to have babies. <laughs> crazy. But I want to have babies eventually for my own reasons. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's good. That's a good yeah. side. Who was your mentor growing up? Um, I don't know. I don't really I didn't really have a mentor. I was really I was really close with my mother in, in terms of just like um, 
you know, just being a mama's boy and and the love that she gave me. But um, I don't know. I, I kind of like, I kind of had to like claw my way out of like the Staten Island way of life where I'm from. It's very cookie cutter. And it's like, you know, before I wanted to do the TV show, I wanted to be a lawyer. And even me saying that was like almost like forbidden. It was like, get out of here. Like, gonna go to law school like it was like a land of make-believe but i always wanted to do something more no offense to my city worker fireman <laughs> sanitation worker friends but i always wanted to do something more than that so um yeah i kind of had to like make my own path i'm the first i think i was the first boy in my whole family to out of all the cousins and everything to graduate college wow so uh, i always tried to like you know be something Right. And and so was this just not from someone in your life? This was just because you wanted more for yourself and just general. Yeah, there, there was no one in my life that was right. doing, you know, everyone in my life was was doing very humble jobs working in, you know, maybe like owning a pizzeria was like the, right. the, the, the highest level of something that I. Their that startup I company. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So. You go from Staten Island straight to Los Angeles or no, you sh- didn't shoot Jersey Shore in Los Angeles, I'm assuming. Or oh did God, you? So Hollywood, Cheryl. I know, right? I skipped yeah, a bunch of years, but we don't have all day. So been in the in the machine too. Is that a green screen you shot in front of this whole yeah, shelf yeah, yeah, that yeah, of yours? Yeah, yeah. And action. Um, <laughs> yes. No. I wouldn't be shocked, the, actually. <laughs> the reason Jersey Shore was such a hit was because it was based on a real place that we went to. And then the Hollywood people came to us right, to, right. <laughs> to film us. Like they were landing on another planet yes, and capturing this subculture of humans in the wild. Okay. So before that happened, how did you audition or like, did you know these people? Meaning no, your castmates? None of us knew each other. Um, I had, I was actually going to the Jersey Shore for my first legal time because I had just turned 21. And uh, because I was doing that and I was starting to, you know, that when you turn 21, all hell breaks loose. Well, when you're from around here, it's like a rite of passage going to the Jersey Shore. Everybody, I don't know where you're from originally, but everybody- Bay Area. I mean, usually people have their little Yay area. vacation, like hour away weekend spot, you know? So that was ours. And I was actually doing that. And um, at the time, you know, just timing is everything. Uh, there was an application kind of floating around for these like uh, muscly, tan, spiky hair guidos. That's what they're we call the Italians. And mm. Yeah, I I filled it out and I said, I said, look, this is my first twenty-one year old, twenty-one years year old summer. Um, I'm from here. I party here, but I don't look like that. I'm like my family is actually Italian for real, and I don't have big muscles. I don't have uh, spiky hair, whatever. Or spray tans. I didn't have a spray tan, and (laughs) that's kind of what hired me. I was kind of like the diversity hire on the show, and. there's like a Guido spectrum. There's like one side of it, which is like my boy Paulie D, and then right. I'm the side of it, the pale, skinny one. Where does Mike fall in the in the middle? Mike's like way up there. No, he's like oh, okay. Number, he's like a number two. Got it. Got it. It's so extreme. <laughs> totally. And and also Nicole, like same on that. On yeah, to, you're the only. You're the one and only. 
Well, yeah, I'm a one of one for sure. Um, but when when the show started getting famous and everybody was doing like the Dancing with the Stars and the yeah. and Hollywood parties, <laughs> the and stuff, nobody knew nobody knew who I was. I was left really, in, yeah, like I was left in Staten Island because you know the network and everybody they didn't you know prop me up as their right. caricature. It was like the craziest looking. You looked way too normal for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked like just like a camera assistant. Right, right. (laughs) But look at you now. I eventually, I I, I came into my own, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. You go from Jersey Shore to a bunch of other reality shows. I do know that much, but we're just going to skip to the good part. We're going to go to Chippendales for a quick hot minute here. A quickie. Some people have gone to Chippendales for a quickie. Yeah, that's a part of my rapid fire to you later. So hold that thought. This isn't rapid um, fire already. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> no, you are funny. Okay. Keto. The keto guido. Tell me more. Are you still on the keto diet? Why are you so passionate about it? Well, when I was uh, in like, so Jersey Shore got off the air for a couple of years um, and it was completely finished. It, it came back now. We're still on it uh, as Jersey Shore family vacation, yeah. but. During those off years, you know, I was not um, losing the weight like I used to. I had just been eating a lot of the food and kind of like just uh, the 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 let me get in shape for the summertime mm. workout way of life wasn't working for me anymore. So I had to find something that was like a an all year round way of life type of thing. And I used to hear about keto. This is way back before keto was even popular. I used to hear about it on a lot of podcasts. And I'm like, oh, I could get behind like steak and butter and eggs and stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, I did. And I, it made me like shred the weight. I lost like 50 pounds. Um, and, you know, it kind of became my shtick as Jersey Shore was coming back. That's why, you know, everything just aligned. And I was like, promoting the keto guido. Right, right. I got Chippendales right after that because now I was like yeah. taking my shirt off. Yeah. You know, it bought me a couple years before that. I was, I was heavy. I was, you know, 50, I was like 200 pounds, 25, 30% body fat out of that bot. Wow. And uh, the keto thing helped me. I will say now I'm more of like a paleo guido now. Right. I, mean, I do eat healthy, but you know, you kind of just got to listen to your body, you know, like you know, some keto food works for me. I still live low carb, but you know, if I want to make some like almond flour muffins and they have bananas in them, I'm mm-hmm. not going to, no, it's not keto. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Keto ish way of life, paleo. I live by that. It makes me feel great. The cauliflower pizza that's not cauliflower. Yeah. There's like, there's like, there's definitely like flour in there, you know? And yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, I have my cheat meals every once in a while and, you know, it, it works to keep me to keep me good. But, um, when I do Chippendales, that's like, a, that's like an all year round commitment. That's like, Oh, wow. Six, six months before I'm like, Oh God, like I got to start like counting my calories. It becomes a job at that point. So is that, so was that your motivation? I think my next question before we even get there though, is did you ever go through body dysmorphia? Had you ever been bullied for your weight or like, did you know you had to be on television or you had to be naked basically doing Chippendales was your motivation or was it just for you to feel healthy? Yeah, I mean, I definitely, I never had abs before, even like with the years of Jersey Shore and stuff. Like, I didn't even know it was possible for me to have abs. And um, once I did the keto, the abs and everything started coming naturally to me. That's why I was like, you know, I I love (laughs) it. Great. Right. Um, 
And then like once as because I did I did Chippenhouse for like a, a few years. So as I started doing the residencies, mm-hmm. it did start to become a job. It got a little bit obsessive because unfortunately, uh-huh. I have to now work at it. I can't just like a lot of people have genetics where they could just wake up and be ripped up. And and that's not me. So I definitely have body dysmorphia. Um, I look at myself sometimes. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so fat. Uh, right now I'm like dealing with an injury, a back injury. So I haven't been able to work out for real in like two months. And, you know, I, I can literally see like my, my waistline growing in front of me. It was actually funny on dancing with the stars. I, from, so I, 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 w- I was there, uh, too long, you know, we all know that. <laughs> no, you were um, not. We're going to get there. But no, 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 you I, weren't I, actually, I just watched all your dances this morning. You were not. They were great by the way, but back they then. They were great. Talk about body dysmorphia. I had dance dysmorphia back then. Well, I'm sure. Wait, I'm just going to finish this. So I was, obviously, you know, you're like losing a crazy amount of weight on that show. Not even from the moving, but just from nope, like the stress from the depression. <laughs> and, uh, I remember I got off the show and I only missed one week because I got off in the before the semifinals and um, then it was one week and then the next week was the finale and I came back for that. They went to put my pants on me. <laughs> they had to take my pants in in, no. in in literally like, well, maybe it was two weeks, but I had that. That's how quickly I gained weight that they right. had to the tailor had to take my pants in. I hear you. But I've gotten better at like forgiving myself, loving myself, a lot of different. Look, I go through body. I still have body dysmorphia. It's never going to go away. Well, it's perfectionism, you know, and, uh, you know, I try not to be, uh, you know, there's no such thing. I give myself room for more variability now. And uh, like right now, I'm not not my best self, but I'm going to work with what I got. I'm going to keep moving forward. And when my injury is healed, I'll get back in the gym. That's really all I can tell myself. That's amazing because I think this is an important conversation because not a lot of men would ever, I think, think that other men go through body dysmorphia. It's more of like a girl's thing, and it's not actually. And especially if you're oh, no, shaking those body, those bodybuilders in the gym all have body dysmorphia. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, and God knows what else they're doing other than just a healthy diet and exercise, right? And like, look, I'm not going to say that I never abuse certain things to try and. You know, be like like you said, my body is curvy and that's just the way it is. I've got hip bones and a lot of these girls are just naturally tiny. They're just like your partner was naturally tiny. Well, you know, I, you know, I like my curves. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know. That's why, that, that's why I get confused when girls are like, I'm like, well, I, I encourage that. You but know, you're when, not every guy likes this and okay, the TV you, doesn't like it. Whatever. But yeah, I, I happen to like that. So if you do have them, ladies, um, call me. <laughs> yeah. oh, DM you. Slide into his DMs. Um, But yeah, you know, the TV does add 10 pounds. And then when, you know, I'm trying on poor wardrobe, like the insecurity that would go through my mind, I would just take it out on Daniela, right? Or like whoever was doing my fitting. And it's it's just not fun. Well, you guys are also like naked. Exactly. And afraid. You know, your stomach's out like, you know, and and. And that's why or a back fat. If I have a back roll after I'm doing like a somber roll, I'm like, oh my god. (laughs) Nah, that's awesome though. You guys are like professional athletes, and and also, you know, we're moving around. I feel I I feel like everyone feels. uh, I'm not gonna lie. Actually, you know, looking back on it, I was like, I can't I can't unbutton my shirt. I had pizza last night. You know, (laughs) right? Now looking back on it, now I was like skin and bones. It's crazy. 
Oh my God. I just had this the same exact experience. I was going through my phone and I was like looking at pictures and I was like, for sure I was thinking I was fat back then. And I was almost, I was, I was borderline really too skinny. My head, I look like a freaking, uh, what are they called? Praying mantis. (laughs) <laughs> we all have to be like Val, you know. Like, yeah, I, 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 know. Was, I was eating pizza with him one night. The next day, he's at practice, shirt off. <laughs> he looks good though, too. You know, like he's moving right. so much that it's not doing anything. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a ten-year, one hundred thousand mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Was uh, Chippendales your, did it, did you find, like, what did you learn from that experience? Like, I, a lot of dancers from the show or celebrities, like my ex-brother-in-law, Joey Lawrence, I think, did it. I think I could be totally wrong. Ian Ziering was one of my partners. He did it. But you were there for a long time. Oh, yeah. I've done probably like five to six residencies there. There's definitely, and, and Tyson Beckford was just on the last season. Oh, of yes, he was. There's a, there's a Chippendales Dancing with the Stars pipeline. That's awesome. For sure. And um, no, it, it's just like, uh, I'm not doing Jersey Shore and reality shows all year round. Right. And, right. I, and I love to work, right? So right. I like going project to project to project. So if there was ever a chunk of time, that's the way we would do it. We would, we would pick a chunk of time in my calendar where it worked for me. And it gave me another project to work on where it's live. Um, and then, you know, it's just fun. I mean, Las Vegas headlining a show, 
there's someone new in Vegas every week that wants to come to your show. And I loved being like, yeah, like, and it's low stakes too. Right. After Dancing with the Stars, I used to hit that Chippendale straight stage and be like, this is awesome because it was low stakes. Nobody cared if you messed up. Um, you know, everyone's everyone, drunk. Everyone's drunk. Everyone's just here, there to have a good time. And yeah, I appreciate it. it was, it was, if it wasn't for the the body thing, I would probably do it like indefinitely. You know what I mean? But the body thing, it, it is tough. Because you guys that. are working out constantly after, like, is it just, it, you don't just wake up, put on nothing and then perform, like you have to work at it. No, I have to work at it, like I said, six months before, right. you oh know what I mean? God. And like, at a certain point, the money doesn't add up for yeah. the amount of time, you know, <laughs> How miserable you are. money for like when you're there, but the job starts like all year round and, you know, you're counting calories and it's like very meticulous and stuff, which I like to do anyway. I did like that. It got me in shape. But at a certain point, you just got to be like, oh, man, like, is this worth it or not? You know, but I will yeah. say when you're, when you're there, it's kind of like Dance with the Stars. I'm I'm moving around so much, just having that a little, you know, the, those five shows a weekend. Um, it mm -hmm. it kind of is like gaining an extra couple days in the gym. Got you. Was it because of your live experience stripping that you said yes to Dancing with the Stars? Okay, I wasn't a I wasn't a stripper. But I wasn't a stripper type of show. Well, I just saw Perez Hilton's little clip that he made, I think, years ago, most likely of you. Uh, you were basically stripping. Sorry. Um, it was art. It was performance art. I'm not saying strip. Let, let me tell you something. My father used to own strip clubs. Okay, rest right. in peace. That shit is hard. It's like it is. It's a, you're an athlete. Well, I, I look. I I do like because a lot of people, you know, they they like to throw in my face. Um, <laughs> You know, well, it's another conversation. But when I'm getting in, when I'm getting into my in my into my debates, sure, um, sure, sure. I love your debates. Like, yeah, everyone's like, yeah, but you were a stripper. I'm like, well, there's levels to. You were like, stripping, not stripper. Well, Chippendales is a live show in Las Vegas in a theater. Correct. Everyone there is a professional dancer, singer. There's aerial artists. There's oh, know, really? Yeah, people went to like Juilliard there, like. They, Shut they, up. They just cast. Juilliard? <laughs> they cast real dancers that oh, happen to be hunky guys. Gorgeous. To be their, their dancers. They do oh. throw a couple of like eye candy guys that kind of stand in the back. Uh, yeah, they do. But for the most part, like rehearsals, costumes, wardrobe. It is a their wardrobe. Yes. Jeans? Towels? No. No, I actually have for my for my uh, bachelorette. I was there. If you if, if people saw the backstage at Chippendales, it is a full blown like off Broadway play. The way that these <laughs> oh guys God. are getting are getting right. Dressed, no, I hear you. The show happens to be right like a stripper based show. You know, what listen, I mean? you guys are very much you guys rehearse. I know that your spacing is perfect. Like it's a full on thing. Like I, I do know that you're very aware a, of the spatial awareness. There's a dance captain like. I'm not saying no. it's Broadway, but it's like, no, it, no. it's a Vegas show. There's anyway, then there's like an actual, there's actual male strip clubs where you can go oh. to like, I don't even know if it's like the hustler club or something where <laughs> you could actually get lap dances from guys. You give them oh. money. And those are like actual real male strippers. More yeah. Them. Chippendales is not that totally elevated or whatever. I but love to, strippers. To answer your question. Um, no, I mean, that didn't really, I always wanted to do dancing with the stars. You know, I always wanted to, I, I Always, knew it, yeah. I, I knew it, like when I saw my castmates do it. I'm a competitive guy. I'm an athletic guy. I always knew that it would be so, like a a show that 
would be a, a silly side reality show that actually is kind of fun to do. There's a competition. I like, you know, there's dance involved because people are, there's way crazier side reality shows out there that I say <laughs> no to all the time. Oh yeah. Like what? Dancing, I don't know. Like pick, pick one. Like you're in the middle of the woods, a uh, big survivor. Brother. Well, there I have been asked to do like celebrity type of survivors. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. like, all, all those, there's a new one every week. You know, Of course. And of course. I don't want to do anything that doesn't kind of stimulate me. Um, right. You know, or your mom was a fan of dancing. I'm assuming. My, of Dance with the Stars? Oh, yeah. Well, I used to watch it with my whole family, like back, you know. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I, I, Even Cheryl, before Mike was on or, or Nicole. Yeah. Way back. When, when I was when I was in, you Like know, when I had that short bob like that back? 2006? Yeah, Cheryl, Uber, <laughs> I used to have a crush on you back then. That wasn't me. And Karina. Woo. Oh, my God. Yes. What, so, had they asked you prior to you doing this? No. No, um, I never. Oh, actually, I was in the talks, I think, to do it the season before. Got it. And um, it didn't work out. I said, keep me in mind, whatever. And because then, of your Chippendales schedule or Jersey Shore? No, I think it didn't work out for, oh, yeah, probably Jersey Shore. A lot of times they ask you at the last second, they're like, we need to know tomorrow if you could be in the like, I know, oh, it's so oh, rude. Oh, <laughs> move some things around, you know? Um, <laughs> but it worked out for the next season, for sure. How much did the show consume your life? Every day, all day, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure everyone says the same thing, but it consumed my life. It consumed my life a little too much looking mm -hmm. back on it because, um, you know, what I'm, what I've learned a lot about my, I have a little bit of OCD and, um, same. and perfectionism. And if you let it consume too much of your life at a certain point, I feel like it has a paradoxical effect and, and backfires on you. And makes you more nervous. And when you're more nervous, you don't dance as well. So I probably should have put it down uh, a little bit. You know, maybe if you were my partner, you would have been like, Vinny, like, take a few shots. I would have punched you. Just punched you across the face. It would have been fine. You would have been, um, you you been out of your head. That's for sure. Well, I will. I don't know if we're going to get to it. But, you know, I, the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I owe Cheryl a That's lot. Right. A you lot, know, actually. <laughs> well, you know, just just from no, I'm kidding. Obviously, you don't owe me nothing. a veteran being there, and also just you know having like you were the you were the calm energy that was always around because you you put you gave everybody a reality check because you've been around it so much that this is not the most important thing in the universe, and that's what that's literally what it feels like when you're backstage. I know. I know, I, and I, I, I know, and I know, but, and I have so much compassion for you. Diminish what it is, though. It is a big deal. It is. It's live, and there's a million people there, and you don't know how to dance. You and know it's your I mean? ass, your vulnerable ass, literally naked out there, feeling like you're naked at least, and just well, like if I was naked. No, I'd be good at that. <laughs> then you would have won the damn thing. But like, that's the thing. It's just that I, I understand that how consuming it is. But this is part of why I left too. Like, there's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right. Like I've approached it so many different ways in 26 seasons. I've approached it to where it didn't consume my life, but then it looked like I didn't care when I was out there. And then, and I'm like you, I do have OCD tendencies and I am a perfectionist, even though there's no such thing. But my, as I got sober, my, the voices in my head got just louder. And it was like, I couldn't continue on this same trajectory anymore in my life you know after like it, it, it is so hard for it not to consume especially even as a pro dancer that even though we know what we're doing 
the pressure of like, here I go again, doing the same damn choreography, you know, and then that one comment will get to me to the point where it's like paralyzing. I get it. And I, I said this on another show or something. I was like, you know, you guys are going, oh, actually Coco came on my podcast and nice. I was like, um, you know, you guys are going through your own pressure. It's not about the dance about the choreography. It's about your partner and everything that you have to deal with with that. So it's not like the dancer gets off easy, you know? No, you are, our pro- you are our work. Like you are yeah. projecting that, right? Yeah. <laughs> and for Coco, couldn't have been easy. Did she go through insecurities? I'm sure she did. It was not easy for Coco. We had a rough time, uh, you know, on my season, we got, you know, just completely, which is hilarious because, you know, you'll, you'll watch a season where, someone is in my shoes of the of the non-dancer guy um you know like this like harry jazzy him but also like at one point um i was watching i only watched first few episodes but the realtor guy Mm, yeah he forgot like a whole move which is completely fine like it's uh, again like it's the hardest thing in the world to do I remember like one, oh, oh, so like when the judges were, it's all about how the judges judge you. It's not about the dance move. You can mess up 10 times. It's all about the reaction from the judges because that's the narrative of America, right? Not necessarily. Well, that's how it feels, you know, like if the, because what they did with him, they were, because I remember I did that too. I was doing the cha-cha and it was really quick moving in the beginning. I know, I saw that. My brain and my legs just discontinued for a second. There was no beat though. FYI. I don't know what I don't know what could have happened there. I just saw it this morning. You were off time, but because there was no clear like I don't know if the band messed up. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah, you're listening to a band. Like everything is different in that moment. Click, click. Doesn't that give you anxiety? To the live shit, which is completely different. Anyway, I messed it up. There's the only time I ever literally messed up a step in the whole show. And um finished the rest of the dance, you know? You would think like they did for Mauricio, whatever, when you get there, they'd be like, hey, let's try to find one thing that you did right. You know, you right. just, <laughs> it's not a, like, it's harder to, to, to mess up and then continue and to finish an entire day. Correct. Correct. So they, so they, they do that for certain people, but none of that was for me. They like, for me, if I messed up, they judged me like I was a, a real dancer, you know? Right. Which Your scores were very, they were very hard on you. And I, I can only, th- okay, this is everyone. This is a conspiracy theory. Don't okay. shoot the conspiracy I theorist. I believe that they could have given you a four or five during those earlier weeks. And it didn't matter. Like you would have gone through regardless. Cause let's not forget here. Yes. Okay. First of all, they changed the voting system from when you were on back to the way it normally was, which was they don't judges don't pick anymore who goes home. Meaning right. like the reason why they did that initially was cause we had Bobby bones. You know who Bobby bones is? Yeah. I know the story. Okay. So I just had him on the podcast and because he wasn't great, a lot of people assumed that he was, he didn't care. And that was the, op- this guy would cheat. He full on said it. He goes, I would, after the four allotted hours that they give you, blah, 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 which is BS. But he went to go rent studios on his dime. Same. Like, <laughs> right. Of course. And by the way, same. Of course. We all yeah. do that. Are you kidding? They put the four hours with interviews. You got to do this. You got to do out of studio packages. And it's impossible. The show wouldn't be where it is today if that was the case. Anyway, the point is, is that because of him and his win was the reason why it flipped 
as far as the elimination process goes. And then Conrad Green came back to the picture and he let it just go another season, which is the season you joined. And then now it's back to the way it was, which means it was it originally was 50-50. So it's a point system. So it's 50% judges, 50% audience, audience votes. And I don't think you would have been gone if that was the case when you got eliminated in that double elimination with Heidi D'Amelio. Yeah, I mean, look, I... Um... You know, I would have stayed forever if, like I said, <laughs> each week they were just being more realistic towards me. Right. But I was just chosen for whatever reason. Like I, I, I heard Harry wasn't, Mauricio wasn't. They didn't choose them as the villain, uh, not villain, but guy that you pick on type of thing. No, Harry was picked on. Was he? Yeah. No, it was. It, it actually affected him to the point where he actually oh, had to say something. He was picked on by the people. I, I was getting that too. Well, he was getting fours and fives. Like it never, it never moved. Like I did this whole review on it. I'm. It wasn't high. Like he never yeah, got an eight. Watch, I didn't watch really, but like I said, um, just every week, you know, they're, they they yeah. really the judges were really, you know, you had to go into the next week feeling like you had to climb out of a hole with the judges. And then you on know? top of it, you had the hate from the diehard oh, Dancing with the Stars fans. Then you start to get the hate from the people. That wasn't too bad, actually. That really? Wasn't, yeah, because like I don't think I gave the even though people were like he shouldn't be there. I didn't give the impression that like I wasn't trying. Oh, okay, good, good. You know I thought I mean? so. I thought initially because you had expressed, uh, you know, we talked a lot, and I, I just. I had so much compassion and empathy for your situation. And it's like, sometimes you do have to give people a reality check here because you're not curing cancer. But also, it it is discouraging. Like, let's just be real here. We're human beings. We're freaking working our asses off. Like, it is seven days a week. And that is it, right? Yeah. Like, and, and that is it. It's, it's up to you. Like this formula, whoever created this formula is brilliant because you're just like, yeah, they can say that you have days off, but you're, you're, you're the one that has to go out there and shake your ass. can't take a day off. No. And even like the good dancers, there's no way. Anyway, my point is, is that did they give you, did, I don't remember because it didn't show this on YouTube, but did the judges give you constructive criticism to where you can go back and work on it or were they just mean? You know, a little bit, but it was very, it was, if, if they did, if like, you know, if they did at all, it was very hidden in just like uh, TV. A, bunch, a, a bunch of meanness. You know what I mean? Um, they yeah. were kind of mean to Coco too. So like, we're, I know we were both, we were both getting it. And uh, like I said, just like going into rehearsal that Monday, be like another week, you know, it kind of, it kind of just made the whole process like not that enjoyable. At a of certain course, point, you know? of course, especially when other people are getting praise and all of that. But look, they used to be really mean back in season one. I'm doing these rewatches right now. And I mean, told uh, the winner of season one that, you know what? You're just not, you're just not a, you're not fit to be a dancer. And that was it. That was it. That was it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just that's like, crazy. that's crazy. But I also know <laughs> it's television. Like, is that what saved you in a way, knowing that you're on a sh reality type variety show? I mean, you know, I guess I, 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 at a certain point, though, when you're on Dancing with the Stars, like you kind of want to if you feel like the judges and the people don't want you there, you kind of just be like, yo, like I tap out like this is not for me. Like, you know, what right. I mean? like, if you want a professional dance competition, leave right. it to the dancers like you know, like more power to you. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to be here like like if, if in that in that's in that case, you know. Mm. So it wasn't like, you know, at a certain point, I felt like, you know, guys, like uh, there, there was half the people 
that wanted me to be there because, you know, maybe I brought some fun to the show. You did, yes. But then there's another half of people that are literally judging an actual ballroom competition. Right, right, right. And I used to say to them in the comments a couple of times, I snapped a little bit. I'm like, um, I'm like, guys, Coco is a miracle worker. I've never learned a dance step in my life, let alone these complex dances. She's working with what she has. I encourage you, if you want to watch a ballroom competition, which I really encourage you to do because I've gotten to know you guys pretty well, they're amazing. And go watch those. But it's not Dancing with the Stars. No, no, they, they know that. Show. That's taking a goofy right. reality star and giving him steps to see what he can pull off. And it's actually- In three days. In three days. And it's actually on live TV with a live band in front of a live audience. It's actually pretty amazing what you guys do. Absolutely. It's also amazing what you do. Did I feel bad like for Coco too, because it's like, you know, this is the thing. You're stepping into a well-oiled machine and it's like, you know, any little thing, right? It's like you, it, it can't be easy. Also, Riley um, Arnold, Lindsay's sister, she was dancing with Harry Jowsey as well. And she's, she's gotten a lot of slack. Um, look, the celebrities, I feel like, that do this show, I think you're right. I think sometimes the judges may feel like, okay, this one I can pick on a little bit more. You know, he's got, he's a little bit more grounded or he's a little bit more, um, he's able to take it. I don't know what they're thinking, Young. obviously. <laughs> Young, you know, he's got his whole career ahead of him and he was on the Jersey Shore. Like, oh, he can, he deserves, like, they did the same thing to Rob Kardashian when I danced with him, right? Yeah. It was like, people were booing at him <laughs> i was gonna cry for him people were booing at us when we were walking out from back then it was the red room backstage and then they aired our package and they cut the package to make it look like he was a spoiled brat because like there was a few sound bites that i had said like get to work or whatever but this poor man like and it really messed with his head yeah well first of all i think there's two ways of looking at it i don't know if i would have like taken it back the other way because I feel like it's either, and you would know more than me, but it's either the judges like you and the people don't, or the people <laughs> like you and the judges don't. And You're I had, the people's winner. Yes. Exactly. So like, I wasn't getting booed. The judges would get booed when they would talk to me, right? Absolutely. So like, that's, that's fine. But also at the same time, you're in the room doing it in front of the judges and it would still be nice to hear them be somewhat constructive. And also, they don't compare you to other people, just so you know. There's no way. Like, there's actually no, there's no physical way. Because in real dance competitions, we all dance on the floor together. We're doing the right. same dance to the same song. Not the same choreography, but there's a BPM to each dance, as you know, and each song. But, like, there's no way of comparing people like that. You can't. You actually, to the naked, you actually can't. You can't compare a cha-cha to a waltz. There's just no way. Right, right. But were you going to ask something about the reality show? Like, because I, I was pretty familiar with that part of it. Yeah. I've been doing that for 15 years. Like, producers can't manipulate me. I know exactly what's going on. I Do just, you, though? Did you know what exactly was going on? I didn't know what was going on with the... Um, with like the, the packages? Vote. No, the packages, yeah, that was fine. Like, I, like I, you I, knew I, what not to say or, like, you knew what to... Because I didn't know. I had to learn like, the hard whenever way. Whenever the, the, we would do the home the, the packages... That's where I became the the professional. Yes, <laughs> and, and and Coco was the novice. Yes, that was fine. It just it just got, it just my story just kind of got like a little old after a while because it was like all right, like I, I would do the interview and he'd be like, all right, like you got the lowest score again. I'd be like, yeah, I got the lowest score again. Now what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, like I had no. There was like one week where I had like a good redemption. I got a couple eights and stuff. Um, no, you got eights a lot actually. I just saw it. 
you got eights like the last two, three dances you did. You got like eight, eight, seven, seven. One time you got all eights. One time, yeah, I was talking about that week. I, I started oh. to, well, you know, and and here's my big, another another inside gripe I have with the show. Give it. The the scores I feel like go according to what week it is. So like <laughs> the way I was working was I feel like I had my better dances up front, but because it was so early on, they didn't want they needed me to have like a like an arc, right? So like, like a story I, like line, if yeah. I would have done my quick step, it was only week two. That's normal. And, no, no, listen. So I did my quick step, it was week two, and I got I got like sixes. Okay. At the time of the competition sixes were high in week yes because like charlie d'amelio like she was so happy to get like yes. a six week one meanwhile <laughs> at the end if she didn't get a 10 it would be like what is going on here you know totally yeah so i had some better dancers that bit dances that it, had they been later on i feel like would have been nines and, and, and stuff like that you know what i mean i think you improved though i, th I think you improved more than charlie d'amelio improved i think d'amelio already started so good you know that's the thing Just like this <laughs> correct and that's not what the show I'm like, is I'm like i'm like at the bottom <laughs> no but you're you you were growing into who you whatever it was that you were doing and showcasing like first of all what you did was not easy i get listen i've had them all as far as celebrities go and the way you executed an exaggerated movement is not natural for you <laughs> Like, Natural. I'm sure Coco was yelling at you, like, you have to exaggerate, like everything, right? Like from your posture and the way you have to hold yourself to the Elvis freaking stupid air guitar thing. And then like everything. Yeah, And not only that, what people aren't seeing, which is invisible, is like I developed a, a sense of stage fright from that show. Oh I never God. had stage fright. I was going to tell you fright. about that. Yeah. Well, I was doing your anxiety is at Honestly, like, and, and again, I, 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 now I'm leaving room for variability with that variability of who I am as a human. I was doing those dances at around like 30% of who I am, because when you have debilita debilitating stage fright, you're literally moving in slow motion. It's like, you feel like you have ankle weights on. I don't know. Maybe you didn't cause you didn't have this problem, but no, no, I did. You feel like you have ankle weights on you're you're it's pretty much like doing the doing the dance in the beginning i hear you like, while you're having an anxiety attack yes so, like, the room it, like the sound it's like a stress response you're frozen in a way right frozen and 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 so all those dances you're seeing me do i was doing frozen like outer body feeling right so you know it's amazing how 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 now i, I know more about this stuff now but the human body and brain is amazing how even in that moment, feeling like that, I was still able to adapt and pull off the dances from all of the repetition and the muscle memory. Absolutely. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. 
After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I mean, did you ever feel good? I don't feel good. Like, I I don't know. Like, I'm listening to, like, literally, like, beats in my head, like, that mess with your brain. Like, I mean, still, still, as of when I retired, like, that last dance, freaking out. The voices in my head just got louder and I was listening to this, like, what is it called? I forgot what it's called, but it's these like beats, like binaural beats that would calm me and my anxiety down because like, and I learned this from Dr. Andrew Huberman, like it, it, it's a real thing and it did help, but still, man, like I, I get it. And did you know that you had stage fright? The only time I felt somewhat calm up there was that week where I, uh, I messed up during the cha-cha because the yeah. mess up was in the first five seconds. It was only the first five seconds. Yes. Right. So then after that, once you mess up, I know now your brain stops effing with you because it's like, ah, you're already messed up. You got it out of your system. And then I felt completely calm and I just, finished. it was great after that. I was like, Oh, I know this dance. You know what I mean? But right. 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 The brain tries to mess with you until you mess up. It's like, are you going to mess up? Are you going to mess up? Do you have it? Do you have it? Do you have it? You know, so it's crazy. It's, it's just you're dealing with a a lot of like a psychological battle that people don't see, you know. I always say that it's it's a battle of not physical, it's all psychological. Do you um okay, so when I guess you didn't know, so you didn't know you had stage fright, not even for Chippendales? I never had stage fright. Like not even Chippendales at all. You didn't feel like this at all. No. I I've been on stages my entire life. I literally you know, I can like host. Like when you do stand up, you didn't feel it. And well, stand up, I do get stage fright because it's pretty much like anything that's like really important to you. You know that you're that you feel desperate to do a good I know, job. Isn't that crazy? I is get it. What is what gives you the biggest nerves? I mean, it makes sense, you know, um, and sends you into fight or flight. Mm-hmm. So, um, but still, like nerves are good. Uh, to a certain point. So like, I've always had nerves on with other things, but my love for the entertainment aspect of it always outweighed the nerves. So you would use the nerves as like adrenaline and then it would outweigh it. But on dancing, it kind of, 
like I said, like the nerves started to outweigh the let me be a ham and entertain here because the margin of error is so small. It's like a micro friggin' inch. It, it's live you, too. Yeah. You can't mess up and it's live. So it can't be like, oh, I'm just going to go have a good time. For anyone no such, like, I hate when people say that. Shut up. Why aren't you having a good time? Just oh no no, you need to relax and loosen up. That's the best one. <laughs> no, how about like when I ask people on this podcast, what is one regret that you had? I just wish I had more fun. First of all, that will never happen. Like I never just had fun. Maybe if you were dancing like regularly somewhere, but but how about with the group numbers? Did you have fun? Oh, uh, a little bit because now your brain is not as desperate to pull it off because you know you have support around you and stuff like that. I will say all of the the process in between showtime was fun. I loved the rehearsal rehearsals. I loved, uh, you know, learning with Coco. I loved mm-hmm. Coco. I love Coco. Did you uh, work with Kiki, her fiance? Yeah, I love I love Kiki. Kiki's great. Out, hang out with them. Um, it was just really once it became showtime. It's serious. You know, yeah. Else. No, I was going to say like another funny comment I would get. They'd be like. You need to loosen up or something. <laughs> Meanwhile, like I'm doing the quick step and the whole thing is like Yes, this. you can't break hold. I'm Correct. Like, I'm like, guys, like you don't know what the fuck loosen you're up. About. <laughs> this is so crazy. Um, okay, so speaking of all this anxiety and like stage fright, do you understand why maybe like Mike may have been numbing through his process of like you know, there was obviously he wrote a book and it revealed yeah. a lot of him smuggling pills. I mean, I think the word smuggling is a little bit weird. I don't know. I don't know if he was smuggling from like Cuba, but it was like just like from across the nation. Smuggling um, in my Jordan sneaker. It was like so it was like, oh, smuggling. But then if you really think about it, you're like, wait, there's not smuggling. Go to the pharmacy, be like, I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like you're just going to CBS. Um, do you understand? Like, do you think that that was directly correlated to him having stage fright or? No, so with or his Mike, addiction. Well, with Mike, you know, he had his addiction before. Dancing of course, cars. yes. Um, I but you know, I bet you Mike was so numb to every project yeah. he was doing back then that you know. Um, I mean, I will say, even without the drugs, though, Mike would probably still be better at that show than me because. Um, but he, he wasn't. No, no, I, I don't mean physically. I mean oh, um, mentally. mentally. Got it. Because Mike only sees as far as his nose. He right. Lives there is. The He's like a goldfish. We all wish we were more like that, right? <laughs> you know? So, like, uh, he sometimes I feel like he's too stupid to know he's stupid or something, you know? Totally. Which is great. And uh, But back then, though, you know, he just, you know, he was just on a whirlwind of being, like, one of the biggest stars in America uh-huh. at the That's time. Right while dealing with a drug addiction while being on Dancing with the Stars. And, um, you know, but for him, like he did the four weeks and he was good. <laughs> and you did it with your girl, Karina. When you, mean... do it, when you do the eight weeks, it starts to get rough. <laughs> for sure, because it's not just eight weeks. Wait, so you mentioned that you also cheated. Did you rent studios or you rehearse or you brought Coco nah, to nah, your... Nah. I would do it. I would do it. Um, I would I would call Coco up. I would actually send her videos of me doing it in my kitchen. That's cute. Yeah, like I would literally... But it was too much though. I had to put it down at a certain point because sometimes you rehearse so much that you start to forget the first thing. Well, then you jinx yourself. You're like, wait, wait, wait. You're like, Bobby was saying this. He goes, I, sh- I just was like psyching myself out one time. And I was like, what's the beginning? Wait, I don't even know the beginning to my routine. <laughs> I, would never, I would never say this to Coco, but like, I don't know if you've ever been there as a teacher, 
Because I learn weird, wacky things all the time. Like people, I, I have an Instagram jump roping page. Oh, it's cool. Called, it's called Vinny Jumps, right? And mm-hmm. I do like full choreography and athletic. Oh, that's moves. awesome. There's this Wait, one hot jump. jump roper I follow, actually. Maybe I wonder if this is you. I'm like, that. I'm, I'm like <laughs> that dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was doing it before him. Got it, got it. I you know who like, I'm talking about, right? Of course, because everyone sent it to me. I'm like, guys, oh, okay. like, I'm yeah. like, go to my page. I do <laughs> he seems I a little awkward, but he, when he's jump roping, he's hot. Well, he just like has a great camera and he's totally. like a, he's good a angles. guy. He could do yeah. anything. He could like be like reciting the alphabet. <laughs> but um, no, so like the way I learned better was like not watching the super technical professional people. It's watching the people that are a few levels below them so that it's like I relate to those people better. Someone like that's for like, example? Well, I'm saying like, if I was learning a jump rope move, right? Okay. So a professional person just, I'd be like, what the hell is going on? But if I saw someone that was like one step above me mm-hmm. that was doing it, I would be like, okay, like I can kind of see. It's attainable. How the brain is is putting these things together, right? So the same thing with like dance, like I know that we're learning it so perfectly for the judges and the fingers and the arms and shit, but I'd actually probably learn the dance better if I was watching another celebrity do it. Got it. That like wasn't that great because I used to do that too. I still go watch other celebrities. I'm like, how are they pulling this off? Because this is something I can relate to more because if you put the the overall picture. Yeah, because because then you then you just finish a dance and like it's TV. They're not looking for the celebrity to be completely perfect. If I you, always say that. Like when they, when you mess up, it's probably a close up of your face. Like no one's going to see you. Right. So like I would almost like instead of like teaching the celebrities to do it so perfectly, like you would teach an actual ballroom dancer. It's like, how do I teach the celebrity this almost at like 50 percent? So that it's like attainable for them. Then don't get me wrong. If I can nail something every time and then you'd be like, all right, you know what? While you're doing that, just like close your fingers or something like that. You know what I mean? Which you did. You did do that. I saw that. I started to do. Um, But wait, hold on. How would she teach you? Can you walk, can you walk me and my listeners just through like a typical week of how, of everything? Like after a Monday night show, you got to start from like Tuesday. First of all, Coco and, and I, we clicked instantly. We were like, brother and sister that helped a lot we just loved hanging out with each other we're like aligned we have we have the same like we like the same food we like the same humor same Mm -hmm. music all that so that was that was great and then we would get together now i was doing chippendales at the time so uh for like the first like five six weeks of of the show so i would be in vegas she would fly to me we would rehearse in a dance studio all week in Vegas, I would fly. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I would be in LA during the week. Sunday I, for camera blocking? Monday, no, Monday through Friday, I Got was it. in LA. Friday, I would fly to Vegas. Coco would fly to Vegas with me. We would do two rehearsals there. Sunday, I would in the morning fly back, land, and go to camera blocking. And Coco had already left Saturday night. Coco had already left. Got it. Night. And we so we weren't we weren't getting that extra night because. Um, well, there would have been no extra night technically. Technically, but you know we yeah would whatever yeah. Talk. But you know what's funny, like, and this goes back to the perfectionism and a lot of my my issues that I deal with today. You know, I actually feel like I was probably having a better time while I was 
doing all that. Distracted. And I was a little distracted. <laughs> yeah. And I had other things going on. And instead, when I got to LA, when Chippendales was over and and and, and my whole life became all consuming yes, with dancing with totally. the Totally. But weren't you shooting Jersey Shore? So at the end, right? Uh what not the semifinals. What what did I make it to? The quarterfinals. It? Quarterfinals, yeah. So I'm in the quarterfinals, right? And people don't know this, but this is kind of messes with the celebrity too. As you're in the quarterfinals or like even before that, the production people are already asking, asking you, you about your freestyle. Your finale dance. I know. I actually have this question written down for you. Isn't that crazy? Yo, I'm like, I'm like, guys, can I just get through this one? So week? you thought, and I'm sure Coco thought too, because it was her first season. Did they, you guys think that you were going to make it to the final because of that? Well, because I kept making it through based yeah. on me being like, the, <laughs> the more I was suffering, the more people were voting through. <laughs> At one point, we're like, are we going to the finals? Like, yeah, no, it sure looked like that. Right. So it kind of became like a win-win situation for me because I'm like, right. if I lose, I get to be done with this. I've made it far enough. But you were but, sad. Don't but if even. I win, I'm like, holy shit, like I made it to the finals of Dancing with the Stars. Like this is Correct. crazy. All the stress was like kind of worth it. You know what I mean? <sighs> Isn't that the worst? They're but like, what's your music? What's your music? That's the worst. Or Coco is planning full choreography. God, I was going to oh. ask you. What oh, was it? Um, She had, well. Wait. I hope you had the damn Chippendales in your freaking oh. freestyle because that would have been a damn shame. No, no. The freestyle was. I can't um, believe you guys never incorporated no, the, the chip. The freestyle was the song from Napoleon Dynamite. I think. <laughs> Which one? You ever see when he dances at the end? It's like a yes. Jacques or something. He's, it's oh, like, yeah. That's a good one. That's a good yeah, one. That, I was actually looking for. That would have been funny. I would have like given like a performance to like. Anything goes. I can't believe I'm here. And then like, and then the Jersey shortcast would have been there and we would have like fist nice. pumped. Like it would have been like epic, you know? I can't believe you did never thought of incorporating your hot friends from Chippendales to come in and do something. Maybe for the finale, like they would have, uh, I, I never honestly got to the point where you could start having <sighs> people on stage with you. Our, the audience over there is all women. Just saying, if you ever do all stars. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, oh my God, I forgot about this. I'm like, no, I don't want to go back. Uh, <laughs> No, no. So, so we were, so in the quarterfinals, like if I had made it through to that next week, the semifinals, I would have had to fly to New Orleans, film a week of Jersey Shore 24 seven, go to a dance studio every day with Coco, learn two dances because the semifinals is two. And they're longer, 90 seconds each at least. Fly back to uh, LA, perform the dances and at a certain point, like God just took me out of it at the right time. Thank the Lord Jesus. I mean, yeah. m- mind you, remember we talked about, we talked right before you went out or right before you got eliminated and you had said this to me. And I was like, you know what? Everything's meant to be, dude, because it just gets worse. Like you have yeah. two dances now, but you have two longer, the, like even three seconds. You're like, yeah, what? Three seconds? Yeah. And that's why <laughs> People are like, like 90 long. seconds. That's it. I'm like, that's a long time. And that's why having like some like like an inkling of dance experience as the I don't think it helps as the celebrity. You don't think so? It doesn't help. I'll tell you that much. Listen, I've I dance with AJ McLean from the Backstreet Boys, and it's harder to untrain your brain than to train it. So like even when I went to Argentina to really learn how to Argentine tango like authentically, I couldn't yeah. untrain my brain like. For example, you know, we do like these arms, but in Argentine tango, they want everything natural and it's pedestrian like, and it's not uh, manufactured. Nothing is manufactured. And let me tell you something. It, I mean, it just killed me that I couldn't untrain my brain. 
And like with someone like Emmett Smith that I danced with, it was so much easier to train someone who has zero, nothing to compare it to because he's never done this before. But what he has naturally that you can't teach either is rhythm a little bit. He has musicality. He has soul. You know, he had charisma. You can't teach that. So I, it's, it's, I was just it's thinking of like Charlie or like Wayne. Like, even her. I'm sorry. She wasn't perfect. She was like, if oh, you're really going to dissect it and even Wayne, no way. Of course, but like, at least like, you know, they know what counting is so that, but like, you know, you have rhythm, you know what yeah, counting I know is. To, I didn't know how to count. I didn't know end counts and counts. But she didn't even need to say that to you. Coco could have just sung it. Da 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 We did we did ziggy ziggy zaz and stuff like that, but but I, I think I was a better at a certain and, and again, this is all the stuff that you don't know. You're figuring yeah. out as you go. Am I a better I counter? Am I a better music person? Am I a better lyric person? And uh you just don't know until and honestly until it's over. You're like, oh, I think I was better at that. <laughs> When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, Sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So what would you do different if you did All-Stars? Well, I would definitely um, not put as much importance on the show as I How? did. There's ways. Like, uh, I'll, like, like, we'll talk to my therapist about it. But I love therapists. Yeah, no, I love that episode of yours. No, it, it, it's like, uh, 
it's like permission giving like you can like mm -hmm. i get like i give the crowd permission to hate me you know yeah. what i mean just uh, out of your control type thing that like you're surrendering control, out of my control i'll leave room for variability to where if i'm not my full self i'll i'll still use whatever i can to do it i'm not saying yeah. i wouldn't be an animal and, and rehearse and learn it but instead of being like when my when my thought comes in at the end of the night where i'm like get up and run it one more time i'll be like no you did it already enough oh i don't i don't know how to do that dude if you ever no, get me there me neither that's why i'm saying i yeah. would try to do that differently that's awesome rapid fire hold on right. to your seatbelts. who falls in love first the celebrity or dancer the celebrity have you hooked up with a fan <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah <laughs> have you hooked up with anyone on jersey shore as far as your co-stars go yeah, well yeah it was on tv cast members on dancing with stars hooked up with any of them huh not from this season i'm trying to think if there was anything oh my god nah uh, nah no, I, got, I think you like, did i got like I, think a, you I did. wanted some kind of scandal love story but no okay wait i think that was the wrong question did you hook up with any dancers on or off the season last season or the season you're on no, no Dancing with the Stars people, but there was the whole Gabby... X uh, Dancing with the Stars? I'm not even talking about her. X Dancing with the Stars people? No. You're such a liar. Audience member. I love dancers. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> I know you do. I, I, oh, come on. You know who exact, you know who I'm talking about. I, I have no we'll idea. We'll talk later. Audience member. Have you, have you ever hooked up with like an audience member? Knowing, at I have no idea who you're talking at about. At Chippendales. You definitely know who I'm talking about. I have a crush on another dancer, but it's from another show. But, Had, but Correct. But like, so was she at the rap party? <laughs> no, she wasn't at the rap party. Okay. Audience member at Chippendales. Did you hook up with anyone? Yes, I have. Oh, look at you. Jersey Shore dance off, pants off. Nicole versus Jenny. Who would win? Nicole for sure. Polly versus Vinny. Would he do it? Oh, you mean like Dancing with the Stars? Yeah, ballroom. He, ballroom, I, I'll win 100%. But Paulie does Over Polly. Wait, wait. I would win ballroom over Polly for sure. Correct. Yes, 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 yes. But he's a good dancer. He has, he's a DJ. He has rhythm, you know, maybe in other areas. That doesn't rhythm. mean you have, a, you have rhythm. <laughs> no, I, I got him with the ballroom because I'm more of like... Got a, it, got it. Well, ballroom is like a, a math equation. The it's devil's in the detail. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And how about Nicole and Jenny? Do you think Jenny would be good? Um, no, Jenny has Jenny has Jenny can't even like <laughs> get up and like say the alphabet without getting petrified. She has the worst stage fright ever. Oh, this could be good for her though. It could, Ronnie. you know. And she's like very uh she's like me. She's like a smart person that can like dedicate uh -huh. herself to it. Ronnie versus Mike. Are we going? Are we still ballroom dancing here? Correct. Um, oh, definitely Ronnie for sure. <laughs> Dina versus Nicole, because you guys have an odd group of numbers, so I had a repeater. Nicole, Nicole, Nicole yeah. proved it. Nicole did great. Nicole, and did you know that she got eliminated with like a whole like? I hate when this happens on Halloween night. She got eliminated, so she looked crazy. That happens. <laughs> so to cute. Everybody, yeah. I love her. Craziest thing you've done on camera that never aired. Go. This is the worst question because. Where oh, you've done so Shore. many things. Well, no, where Jersey Shore, they always aired the worst things. But how about on Dancing with the Stars? Oh, Dancing with the Stars. Well, <laughs> Dancing Go with ahead. the Stars that never aired. I'm sure a lot. It's I was a grandpa. Disney. What did I do on Dancing? I was a grandpa. Did you guys ever have to like, do like, like any type of inappropriate um, whatever language? Because in, I know Coco is 
obviously in a relationship. We would would definitely curse backstage. Yeah. Be like, you know, I might've had some words for the judges sometimes. Love is blind versus the bachelor. Which one would you do? The bachelor. Would you actually do it? Wait, am I the bachelor? Am I the, you would be the bachelor or one of the blinds (laughs) finding love. I would be either the main bachelor, main bachelor, or one of many. I wouldn't be one of many. I'm I'm a one of one. Oh yeah, that's right. If I had to do that, but if I had to be the one of many, I'd probably do the love is blind. I I think they have to do a celebrity. Like, look, that would be good. Right? Like they should do actually half normal people, half celebrities. I've already pitched it. Eh, We'll see. I kind of want to see what I'm what I'm looking at. I think that show is stupid. <laughs> you do? Yeah, I believe in physical attraction for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. But okay, most embarrassing moment on Dancing with the Stars that was never shown. You already kind of answered that ish. But what's the most embarrassing? It was shown, honestly, burp? but like, but like people didn't even know that it happened because it happened so quickly. But that literally like made my soul leave my body. What? When I like messed up that part. Oh. <laughs> I just wanted to dance for you whenever. <laughs> it was just like I saw it all over you. But for the I most would. part, though, you look like you had fun. You looked confident. This is the worst part about it, Cheryl. The worst part about it, and I even the first time I ever talked back to the judges. You talked I back did, to them? Well, like not in a mean way, but just literally. <laughs> no, good spoke, for you. Usually I just be like. I know. Isn't that horrible? The worst part is that I had just done that dance backwards and forwards eight million times. And you did it right perfectly see this is what kills me i'm just gonna let it all out we know that they're watching some sort of something right so normally it's like for me it's if you mess up during dress then you got to be extra perfect for because then they're kind of going off of that because also in their defense too how it's not easy it's a live show like you're not going to see everything that you saw on television right so but the fact that you didn't mess up that should be the opposite way they should be giving you yeah, I think that they had it pre-planned to hate on me that dance before they even saw me mess up. I don't even know if they noticed. <laughs> dating advice for me. Go. Though I don't know if I should be taking dating advice from you because you're not... Are you dating? Are you in a relationship? I'm dating, but I'm not in a relationship. So Got it. Know. See, I haven't dated or been intimate with anyone in almost three okay, years. Okay, so then that's my <laughs> advice. My advice is to go on dates. No, I can't. No, so it's not that easy. I he's refuse gonna, to use gonna, apps. He's not going to appear in your living room. Unfortunately, not in my closet over here to my right. Should I try apps? I, mean, I refuse. But I mean, I guess I'm open to it. I don't know. I don't I'll even do know. It. I mean, look, like you got to you got to try it. It's not it's not it's trash, but you know, it's better. It than, is. Oh, yeah. Raya, Raya, whatever it's called. Yeah, I do Raya. It's everything is everything is the world is trash. So that's true. So just date yourself. Did yeah. you ever have a sexual encounter with two of your co-stars? True or false? <laughs> like a threesome? Mike just no, wrote about that, it. No, I've had threesomes on Jersey Shore, but not with. Oh, you talking about with Mike? Then Bali. No, no. Daily no. Mail. Bro, Mike. <laughs> Mike is friggin' selling. Didn't he write that in his book? He's I didn't read it. Clickbait, okay, to sell his book. <laughs> Because, Is it working? Look, back in the day when Jersey Shore <laughs> first came out, we used to go out every night where there after parties and like, you know, like I'm bringing this Listen, girl. Listen, I get it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I don't ever, there was never like an orgy where that people are, th- people are thinking of like this porn that we had, which like I do not. No. Re- no. He told, he said that he asked for your permission to write about it. You said yes. I did some extensive research on you. Another lie. Mike is slick. 
Mike is like, which by the way, I wouldn't have like that. I wouldn't have said, don't do it. You just the I mean? visual though, just make me, made me laugh out loud. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't as like visual as you think. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. Chippendales or Magic Mike. By the way, I'm turning 40 in May and I am asking my friend to take me to Magic Mike. I've never seen it because I hear it's actually a really good show, but which one should I go to? You know, I'm, I'm an alumni, so I'm always going to say Chippendales. I know. I but what if you had to, okay. Do, have you seen Magic Mike? I no. hear it's good. Great. I, I heard Spe- it's good too. Special Forces or Naked and Afraid? Which show would you do? You have to choose one. This is what we were talking about before. Um, pro- over those two, Special Forces, 100%. Would you, do, would you actually do it? Uh, maybe I've someday. I've heard nightmare but- stories. I've heard nightmare stories, but I hear you come out a better person. So it just depends on where and you I are in your path. I have a weird brain like that. Like, you know, I would do that because, again, it's something that I can get sat- some kind of like um, thrill and personal satisfaction over just like some producer starting to mess with me. Like when right. I do reality shows, I like I like Dancing with the Stars because the stress for me didn't come from the producers. The stress for me, like the people that work behind the scenes are amazing. The wardrobe, the, the creative co- people. I'm not used to that world. I'm used to the other side where the producers are the ones trying to mess with you. Right. And, creating and, stories. Yeah. Right. So this, we're not creating stories, but like, just like keeping you locked up in a house that you can't escape from. Like they're like your prison guards, you know what <laughs> right. I'm saying? So that's where I was like, all right, like this is why I like the show. Cause I like when the stress comes from the competition itself but Dancing with the Stars is great as like an institution where mm-hmm. they up, where they, they they treat the talent right. You have trailers, you have freaking like Air One on stale death. granolas. Yeah, we're good. Anything, anything. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so, so that's you why just. I, it was the battle of your own head then. Like more. special forces, they don't even need to mess with you because like all all the stress is going to come from the, the competition, you know what and I mean? And the people trying to save your life in the closest hospital. Yeah. Next to you. Uh, who from Jersey shore would do dancing next? You think, or who should do it? Would, would Paulie do it? Paulie would, but he would never have the time. He, de- he what do you mean? He DJs like every night of the week. Well, you're going to have to choose. Yeah. And he, gets a, he makes a lot more money. DJ. I'm sure he does. <laughs> God damn it. I wish I was a DJ longest you've gone without being intimate. Um, like two minutes? No, like uh, one day. Nah, that's definitely <laughs> one hour. Months, months. Like th- shut two, up. Yeah, for sure. Two, three months. Guys can go that long. I mean, well, meaning sometimes. not with your step, not with your right hand. I mean, just like in general, like with another well, human body. Well, actually, on Jersey Shore, a couple se- well, like a couple seasons ago, I did No Nut November for eleven <laughs> eleven days. That is amazing. Eleven days. eleven days. But I've also like uh, I'm pretty sure, honestly, on Dancing with the Stars, <laughs> no, I didn't get laid at all. That is not true. That's not what I heard. I mean, it's not okay. Everyone, everyone, it's not it's not me. But like, I, like I said, it's been three years. To. I literally was in LA thinking, like, when I first got there, I'm like, I'm in LA. I got my You're own such apartment. A liar. It's great. Two months went by. I was dancing every well, single day. Yeah, I'm if sure I, that didn't turn you on. How like horrible no, that experience was. Like, like as I'm like, you know intimate with the girl i'm gonna be like thinking of like i'm like and you're cha-cha you're like cha-cha-cha <laughs> you your hips. Exactly. practice that at figure eight five six seven eight <laughs> <laughs> run 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 okay what is one regret you have about <laughs> <Ziggy> your time <laughs> <laughs> ziggy ziggy <za. laughs> 
<laughs> my God, that would be actually a fun video to make. Yeah, we could do it. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on Wasp. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. They burned us and subject us to really horrible, uh, cruel and unusual punishment. After my personal experience at Provo Canyon School, I was shocked to learn that a man named Robert Litchfield, a man who got his start at the school that I went to, would go on to create a multi-million dollar empire. He was trying to brand us. So we were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. The Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They prey on, you know, a parent's really natural and beautiful love for their children in a really, really, unfortunately, effective way. At this time in my life now, if someone presented this program to me, and not just because I've already experienced it, sham, scam, beware. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's the biggest lesson you learned for during your time? Um, yeah, probably what I said, probably like not to be so hard on myself. Yeah. Um, leave room for variability. You're not perfect. You don't have to be perfect. And, uh, you know, just not everything like a lesson that you taught me. This is just a silly show. You're not curing cancer. Mm-hmm. Just take a deep breath. And like, while the rest of the world are putting so much importance on things like just be more of like a, I don't give a shit type of person. Did it help? Absolutely. I mean, you know, in that moment, nobody is doing that. Yeah, no. And also like, you don't want to hear that from someone like who's just starting out. (laughs) Not that Coco was doing that. No, that that wouldn't work. (laughs) Or another celebrity, but it's like, okay, she's been here before. She's making jokes. She's laughing. She's. I have to for my own because I get it. I'm. I'm like you in that sense. And, and you're also telling me in the moment, like, look, I know you're getting like ransacked by the judges, but <laughs> you put things into perspective. You're like, you've never done this before. You're doing great, and this is the way the f-ing show works. <laughs> Fan questions quickly at Kira Do you play any sports? Because she does, obviously. 
Yeah, I play <laughs> basketball. And uh, like I said, oh, oh, I just got into this mess. Well, I play basketball. I run. Um, I was doing jujitsu, hurt oh, myself. Cool. And uh, I jump rope. Love it. Uh, David Chasson, 89. Why did you do Dancing with the Stars? Well, we kind of answered that, but I've always wanted uh, to do yes, it. I've been, I've been a fan forever and okay. um, just something I always wanted to do. Uh, Jay Macias, 10. Did you ever ask Gabby out? Just ask her out. Did you ever ask Gabby out? No, I would have, but by the <laughs> time, people don't realize this, but Gabby was engaged the entire season. She was? <laughs> The entire season, the back oh. he was there. Oh, the, you're right. He would come to the team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't it, it, at the very end, like. But you guys still kept in touch. What? You guys still had like you yeah, kept in by touch, the right? Time the show was over. We were uh, we we did the tour together, but I never saw her in a city outside of working on the show. So you guys were just like messing with everybody. Is that what happened? Like Not it was like on, it was well, breaking news. Yeah, so we would literally comment to each other because you know everyone gets close while you're like doing the show. Yeah, we would comment to each other like, uh, like I'd be like, "That's my baby mama" or something like that. Oh, and yeah, then, like breaking news all over the world from right. that one comment. Yeah, after the comment, we started to kind of mess with each other and do another comment, another comment. But that was when I was like off the show already. Was is she your type? Oh, not honestly, like aesthetically, she wouldn't be my first type, but Gabby has something about her that is, yeah, uh, it's infectious. Gra yeah. Gravitational. You know, she's, she's naturally beautiful. Um, and, uh, I would definitely have taken her on a date had I had the opportunity, but then by that time we were <laughs> talking about that and the articles were coming out, we were on opposite sides of the country and I don't, I don't do long distance. What does that mean? I don't do long distance. Like how, how many miles? Do you do? Like, I live in Soho and Brooklyn is too far. <laughs> Shut up. It Honestly, like, New Jersey. Bro Brooklyn is too far. I'm being a little sarcastic, but New Jersey to here would be a long-distance relationship or Connecticut or something. Yo, dude. Okay. Just like age. It's just a number. Um, no, it's not. It's like, We have to be adults. You have to date people that can actually physically. Right, but people can move, you know, if it's serious. Just saying. Yeah, but but, it, but it'd be nice to build the relationship with someone locally. You mean you don't want to just move in first and then... <laughs> I'm kidding. Right, this right, is why right. I'm single. This I is was, why I'm single. I, don't know, I, might, I might get there soon. because uh, Kelsey Bell, 0320. Looking back on Jersey Shore, would you have changed anything about it? Well, you got, you're still on it. Yeah, I'm still on it. And uh, that show was so crazy. It It is what it is. Yeah. At Lily Mitterhoff. Okay. What kind of car do you drive? Do you drive? Uh, I live in the city, so my I have a black Jeep Cherokee. That um, that's a good question. I never got that. I have a <laughs> I have a matte black Jeep Cherokee um, that I just kind of use to like go visit my family. I pay okay. like seven hundred dollars a month just to keep it there. How much? Seven hundred a month. Yo, that's for crazy. A, for a parking spot, yeah. Why don't you just leave it at your? Well, I guess what's the point? Leave it at your mom's house, but then like I, I, I need it to go visit my mom. Correct, <laughs> correct, correct. I got it. I kick. Axe, dad, we all know you hate Angelina Jolie. I have no idea who, who is the next most annoying Jersey Shore cast member. Is Angelina part of your cast? I'm okay. I get it. Yeah, she's like a friend of me that I have on the show. Didn't you hook um, up with her? Yes, it was a it was a, it. Hate, it was a hate bang. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right. No, no. Time. I mean, it was must have been emotional then. Those are hot sometimes, you know. Uh, yeah, Welcome for sure. Three, yeah. And then she got engaged on your birthday or something. Is that the same girl? Yeah, she's like always engaged. Got it. 
Red flag. I'm yep. kidding. Did you answer the question? No, you oh, didn't. Uh, no, nah, no one else is annoying. Like, <laughs> mostly, like the rest of them are my are my family. We're so close. We're all in a group chat with each other. Where do you see your future career um, outside of reality TV? That's a good question. Well, um, I've been. I just started a podcast. Uh, I know it's good. I've listened to all your episodes. Wrong. Thank you. Something went wrong with Vinny. Um, I like the podcasting space. If I could sort of find my way in there. Um, because you just said you had a million downloads on one. I mean, come on. That's a, you, did you just say on one of your episodes? I thought I heard you say you had a million downloads. That's freaking amazing. My clips, my clips on social. I'm trying to train the people on Instagram to go watch the podcast. Good luck with that. Right. But on Instagram, all of the clips get over a million. They go viral. So, you know, who's producing your podcast? Me. I'm doing it all myself. Good for you. Yeah. I pay your editing and everything. No, I pay for the editing. I pay for the studio. And, um, you know, I hire, I have like little, I have like little clip people. I have like a whole team. (laughs) Little clip people from the Philippines. No, I'm kidding. Last one. Brooklyn. At Ray Vela 24, are you dating Cheryl? LOL. No, that would be a hard no. Launch. (laughs) Oh my goodness. I love you. Thank you so much for doing this. Wow, that was some catch up. Text me later. I want to know who you I think will. I banged during the show or who I liked. Oh, what, I, f- what, I forgot. I have to oh, think about it. You said what dancer? No, you definitely banged a dancer. Okay, text On me. the show. That was on the show. Okay. Um, wait, hold on. Do you, would you like to tell all three listeners where you're, um, like, how to find you? What's I next? I three listeners too. It's amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, at Vinny Guadagnino on Instagram. Check out my new podcast on YouTube or all things you can listen to podcasts. It's called Something Went Wrong with Vinny. And, um, you know, all the rest of it you can find on my Instagram. Bye. Talk to you soon. Bye. Make sure you guys follow us at Sex, Lies, and Spray Tans on our Instagram handle. And make sure you comment. Let me know who you want me to interview. What do you all think? Let me know. Hey, guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back. And this season, we're taking on WASP the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. He was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my hosts as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.